Malachi chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 says, See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to their temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, the one is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of coming? And who can stand when the one appears? For the Lord is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. They will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and they will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. And then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. May our ears be open to hearing and our hearts be open to receiving this teaching for the sake of a more just and generous world for all. I wonder if you've also experienced this shift in your relationship to time, but speaking for myself, I, I often think that I feel like I've lived 70 years in the last seven days. Between the trauma and the heartbreak of living and dying in the midst of a global pandemic, and the fear and foreboding that we've lived through with hurricanes, droughts, fires, and floods, we are staring starkly into the face of a world from our nightmares. Lately, I've been reading and meditating on dark nights of the soul. Today, when we use that phrase, we're casually referring to a challenging moment or a season of sadness. The term dark night of the soul, though, comes from the Spanish mystic St. John of the Cross. He writes about the experience as one of profound spiritual transformation marked by a time of purification and clarification of one's senses, and then learning to live with the radical faith and trust gained from that. When you experience a dark night of the soul, you're never the same. My sense is that we are living through a collective dark night experience. By this, I mean to suggest that we're living in unsettling days that offer no obvious ways out. We face challenges that don't have easy solutions, leaving us to push past the edges of what is reliable and familiar. These days demand a new kind of imagination from us, one that questions how life works and doesn't work. Dark nights call for a spiritual response, not just a therapeutic or purely political one. Author and psychotherapist Thomas Moore explains in his book, Dark Nights of the Soul, A Guide to Finding Your Way Through Life's Ordeals, he says, the dark night of the soul provides a rest from the hyperactivity of the good times and the strenuous attempts to understand yourself and to get it all right. During the dark night, there is no choice but to surrender control, give into the unknown, and stop and listen to whatever signals of wisdom might come along. It's a time of enforced retreat and perhaps unwilling withdrawal. 
The dark night is more than a learning experience. It's a profound initiation into a realm that nothing in the culture so preoccupied with external concerns and material success prepares you for. The Judeans, to whom the prophet Malachi was writing, had just emerged from such a dark night initiation. They were finally freed from exile. They had rebuilt the temple and were worshiping in that space. But the oppression that was part of their culture still remained. Minorities were still oppressed. People felt disconnected from God, disgruntled with God, and disappointed by empire. And so Malachi says to them, God is with us. One is coming who has the integrity that you miss and the vision you seek. This one will be like a refining fire and show us how to live more fully and more free. If you read the text in its totality, you could get the impression that God is sending punishment and judgment, just like the God of punishment that our culture worships through policing and mass incarceration, surveillance, and state-sponsored violence. We could mistake Malachi's message as one of warning, a reinforcement of the punitive God that has so shaped our culture's imagination. We could also hear in Malachi's message the God of banishment, the God of hell that our culture also passionately worships, the God who casts you away if you step out of line, the God who cares about the dominant narrative, who upholds the supremacy of whiteness by controlling the stories we tell, banning the teaching of our own true histories. But the refining fire that Malachi speaks of is one that burns away impurities. It's the refining fire, the fire that reveals what is so, the fire that unveils the beautiful and the horrifying truth of the human story, and one that shows us the path of love through it all. During Advent, we talk about the one that God is sending as being Jesus, or sometimes John the Baptist. I think that was certainly true, but I also think that the one that God is sending is you and me. We're the ones carrying the refining fire of hope, love, peace, and joy. See, that may be hard to see right now in this dark night, but I really believe that is the gospel truth. You see, in the dark nights of our human story, I trust God to be bringing resurrection from the crucifying experiences of life. And most often, that transformation comes through the deep, caring love we show to one another. 
If dark night seasons are in service to profound transformation, the refining fire, then I pray we are seeing the transformation of a world lost to violence, power, and greed to one that is being shaped by compassion and love. During such times, I am reminded again of how much we need each other. Life is not a do-it-yourself project. I'm glad that God has created us not for isolation, but for community. For when we care about one another and reach out to one another, then we can make it through. Peace be with you. Thanks for listening to Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement. This episode was written and recorded by Rev. Cameron Trimble. Cameron is the CEO of Convergence, a network that supports the movement from organized religion to organizing religion, and she's the author of Piloting Church, a book designed to help congregations take flight. You can find more about Convergence at convergenceus.org. Just click the link down in the description below this episode. Or you can find out more about Cameron's book at pilotingchurch.com. You can also find more episodes of this show on our website. Pretty sure you know this by now. Just go to trcnyc.org slash be still and go and start listening. Over 300 episodes waiting for you to enjoy. You can just binge them all now. Although that might take you the rest of your day and probably into tomorrow and the next day and tomorrow there's going to be a new episode so just pace yourself a little bit at a time and uh, enjoy this season of advent every single step of the way we'll talk with you again tomorrow